What happens when heaven meets earth? When the eternal collides with our everyday lives? When an all-powerful and living God comes face to face with our circumstances? shows up, the impossible will happen. Our hearts and situations will be completely changed through His encounter. Hello, Next Level family. I'm Pastor Deshaun, and welcome to our Encounters series. An encounter with God, a first-hand experience of His love, a miraculous moment that results from taking God at His word and obeying Him. These are the beautiful encounters that change our lives. Because when you prioritize the presence of God daily, you will have fresh encounters with God. And as I was preparing for this new series, God put it on my heart to share about the widow and the oil first and then about Naaman. We're going to talk about Naaman today. But what's amazing is that I didn't realize that the passages, the widow and the old and Naaman is actually one page over in your Bible. I hope you read your Bible this week, but if you didn't, it's okay. There's no judgment. Just turn one page over because that's where we're going to be today. Let's pray. Jesus, we need you. Come and do in us only what you can do, Father God. I pray that you help me to preach your word. Father, anoint me and also anoint every single person listening to my voice right now. And I pray, God, there will be real transformation that takes place in their lives. I pray hearts to be filled with hope and joy and purpose and a revelation, a fresh encounter with Jesus today. In your awesome name, we pray. Lord, you alone are worthy. And we thank you for this privilege that we can study your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We're going to be in 2 Kings 5. In this story, we see about a man who almost missed his miraculous moment because he had a lot of excuses. You know what's dumb? Making excuses and missing the miraculous moments God has for our lives. I hope you came expecting to receive something special, something supernatural from God today. Something that only he can do. We don't just get together as a church because it's cute and that's what good Christians do. No, we come expecting God to do something in us, something through us that only He can do. There's miraculous power being released wherever we gather together. There's miraculous strength. There's miraculous comfort and healing that is being released through us for one another as we obey His word and as we remain humble under the mighty hand of God. 2 Kings 5 is a story about this man Naaman. Now, Naaman was a commander of the army of the king of Aram. He was a great man in the sight of his king and highly regarded. Because through him, the Lord had given victory to Aram. He was a valiant soldier. He was better than Shamar Moore from Swat, better than Conor McGregor. He was powerful. He was popular. He had position. He had respect. He was successful. Even the king knew him by his name. And we see that he's a mighty warrior. But... He had an issue. He had leprosy. Leprosy is severe skin disease. It's brutal. 
I've come to realize that we all have a contradiction in our lives. And it doesn't matter if you're a new Christian or a grown Christian, young Christian or old Christian, uh, rich, poor, good looking or a face that only a mother can love. It doesn't matter. We all have a contradiction. Pastor Deshaun, what do you mean? I mean that we all have things in our lives that we need God to heal us, to help us through. We all got issues. We all got needs. Is there anybody watching today? You still need God to do a miracle in some area of your life. Put I do in the chat right now. I, I, I'm just like you. I'm no different. I'm no exception. We have these contradictions where on one hand, we love to share our best moments on social media. We want the likes and shout outs. But there are things in our lives we would never want anybody to find out. Those things that we don't want people to find out about us, those are the things that we're ashamed of. Maybe it's secret struggles, maybe bad decisions that we made, or it could be the secret jealousy you feel when others are blessed, or it could be this addiction that you're trying and struggling with. On one hand, you love God. You love to serve God and to serve the church. You're doing your best. But on the other hand, there's this contradiction in your life. And I'm not saying it in a criticizing way because it includes me too. It's just part of a human condition. It's a fallen world that we live in. There's darkness, there's temptation all around us. We get influenced by trends and this world's cultures and customs. Sometimes sickness, sometimes tragedy, sometimes injustice, it affects our lives to the point that we become inconsistent. So one Sunday, we're crying out to God for revival and we're on fire for God. And the next Sunday, we can't even find our Bible. We are a mess. We are discouraged because we have contradictions. We have pain. The enemy is, is prowling and he's looking for ways to discourage us, to destroy us. And he's trying to stop us from what God is trying to do in our lives. Check this. Naaman, on the outside, he looks like he got it all together. He has power. He has position. He has popularity. But he has a secret. He doesn't want anyone to know, although he looks strong. Maybe he's afraid that if others found out about his issue, they might think less of him. That they might see him as weak. His secret is that he has leprosy. What's interesting is that his wife's young assistant girl, she knows this secret. So Naaman walks around all high and mighty, but this young assistant girl, she sees him and she's like, my master is trying to hide something, but if he doesn't get help on this issue, on his problem, it will destroy him. It will kill him softly. In other words, Naaman. I know you are trying to hide your issue, but I can see your issue. Listen, God wants you to know today. Hey, my son. Hey, my daughter. I see your issue. Stop hiding. Listen, church. God sees your issue. If you realize this today, it will bring such relief in your life right now. Make your burdens light. God sees it. God sees you. He knows you. Not in a rude judgmental way, but in a loving fatherly way because God sees you God sees me God knows you God knows me he knows how to deliver you how to heal you put it in the chat right now my God sees me man what a privilege that we get to serve Jesus what a gracious loving kind God we have even this great man Naaman was trying to hide something that 
could end up destroying him. I wonder how many of us at times are hiding things that you didn't even realize, but it's killing your peace, it's killing your joy, it's killing your relationships, it's killing your health, your holiness, your hope, your future. Real talk for a minute, okay? At times, we as next level church members, dream teamers, team leads, pastors, that if we hide our issues, they will end up destroying us. I'm including myself. This message is for all of us. I got battles too. I'm going through a pain too, just like you. Maybe you can find some strength knowing that we're all in this together. Even though we are God's children, it doesn't change the fact that it's a fallen world. And, and what we hide, God cannot heal. But what is brought into the light can be delivered, can be healed, can be restored, can come alive from a dead life. Into a life, alive in Christ. We come alive in the river of God. Can I just talk to you for a minute today? Is there somebody watching here today that, that ever experienced the awesomeness of God? Yeah, I know you're struggling with something now. But has God done anything for you in your life? Have you ever tasted how good the Lord is? Has He ever healed you? Yes. A God so good that He has healed you of some things in your life. A God so gracious that He's given you second and third and hundred billion chances to try again. A God so amazing that He restored some things you foolishly messed up, that I foolishly broke. Is there anybody here today that can say, My God has been so good to me. I've tasted and I've seen for myself. I've experienced Him for myself. You just got to give God glory right now. Because He did it then, He will do it again. Amen. He is the miracle working God. And He has miraculous encounters for you today. For your circumstance, for your problem is not too late. Because Jesus is alive. And He conquered death, hell and the grave. And no weapons formed against you shall prosper. If God is for you, who can be against you? Come on, give God some praise right now. Remember in church we used to clap a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Because you know you don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. But you're still here. I'm still here. His love is unfailing. The assistant girl is like, I see my master's issue. Verse 2. If only my master would see the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. In other words, she's saying, Naaman, my master, listen. If you go to this prophet from my hometown, I know you will receive your healing miracle. Your, your miraculous encounter is waiting for you. If you would go see this prophet. Verse 9. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and stopped at the door of Elisha's house. Elisha sent a messenger to say to him, Go, wash yourself seven times in the Jordan and your flesh will be restored and you will be cleansed. But Naaman went away angry and said, I thought that he, Prophet Elisha, would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, wave his hand over the spot and cure me of my leprosy. Are not Abana and Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? In other words, I got better rivers in my hometown. Why should I do this in, in this Jordan River? Couldn't I wash in them and be cleansed? So he turned and went off in a rage. But you know what? That's not the end of the story. Naaman had some good people around him that cared for him, that refused to let him miss the things of God, that refused to let him miss that miraculous encounter God had for him. Hey, do you have people around you 
people that are not afraid to tell you like it is? Do you have people in your life that'll slap the silly out of you? Especially when you're overreacting and settling for less than God's best for you. People that when you get all offended and you put up a wall and you get all discouraged and distracted, they'll have enough guts to challenge you and confront you with love to bring out the better version of you, to help you focus back on the things that really matter. Do you have people like that in your life? But also tell you honestly things that you don't want to hear, but you need to hear. Things like, hey, you've been missing online church for the last month. Like you're on your flipping phone 24-7 but can't wake up for online church. But you have time to do TikTok challenges but can't find time to tune into online church. Come on. Do you have a friend that will challenge your habit? Verse 13, Naaman's servants went to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more than when he tells you something simple like wash and be cleansed? So he went down and dipped himself in the Jordan seven times as the man of God had told him and his flesh was restored and became clean like a baby's bum. I mean, like that of a young boy. Verse 15, Then Naaman and all his attendants went back to the man of God. He stood before him and said, Now I know. Come on. Naaman has been healed. He's been restored. That issue that almost destroyed him is now eradicated. It's gone. Leprosy is gone. A miraculous encounter has taken place. And he says, Now I know that there is no God in all the world except for Jehovah God, the God of Israel, the God Yahweh. There's no other God who can miraculously encounter you, who can heal your issue like our Jehovah God. Check this. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if He did miracles 2,000 years ago, He will do it again for you. Amen? And just the fact that you're alive hearing my voice right now, that's a miracle itself. Come on and pray with me right now. In the name of Jesus, I declare that because of what Jesus has done on the cross, because of His blood, I declare that I am healed. Come on, declare it over you. I declare that I am healed. I declare that I am delivered. I am restored. That the issue I was struggling with is destroyed in Jesus' name. That the very issue that was holding me captive, God is now setting me free in Jesus' name. Can I get an amen right now? What the enemy meant for evil, God is turning it around. God is going to use you to set others free in Jesus' name. I declare victory in your house today. I declare the power of the Holy Spirit be released right now, wherever you are. Receive it in Jesus' name. Jesus is the chain breaker. I feel the power of God being released right now. Open up your hands, open up your hearts and receive His power, His miraculous encounter right now as I'm speaking to you. You came expecting a miracle today and God is meeting you right now. Let me ask you, have you ever missed a moment? Have you ever missed an opportunity? And then later you regretted it. Back in the day when I was finishing a program in college, the office failed to inform me of my graduation date. My colleagues had the graduation Uh, And they had the ceremony, they had the party. And a few months later, I was catching up with one of my old colleagues. And he's like, oh man, I'm so sorry you didn't graduate. I was like, what? What are you talking about, dude? 
Yeah, because uh, we didn't see you at the graduation. I'm like, what? When was the graduation? So I called the office. How come I wasn't told? Oh, you didn't have all your credits to graduate. I'm like, listen, lady, you don't know me, but I take extra courses just for fun. There's no way that I don't have enough credits. And they're like, oh, we missed including your summer courses. Sorry about that. Are you serious? Imagine explaining this to my parents because now all the relatives are wondering. It seems, Anne, it seems that uh, Dishan didn't graduate. Can you believe it? The eldest grandson didn't graduate. And and me trying to explain, yeah, the, the school, the e-school made mistake adding my courses. Sure, sure, sure. E-school made uh, addition mistake. So you didn't graduate. Stop telling lies. I missed my graduation ceremony. I missed that experience. I wish I didn't have loser friends who only inform me about the graduation after the fact. I missed my moment. Prior to this program, I finished another program. It was at a private college. I didn't have a graduation ceremony there. I finished high school. I gave the VHS camcorder to a trusted family member. And somehow this family member managed to film everything except me receiving my diploma on stage. Missed that moment too. Not one graduation video to share with you, to show you. Three graduation moments missed. You know you think your life sucks until you find someone else who's been through worse. All right, this is confidential. I'm just going to tell you, okay? It's just between us, okay? You ready? Okay. My cousin, I'm not going to say my cousin's name. This cousin struggled to get here from another country as an international student and uh, got into a prestigious university here, studied really hard. On graduation day, the moment when part of her last name was called, you know, Sri Lankan names have long names, and as she takes her first step onto the stage, power outage. Can you believe it? I'm not making this up. The entire massive auditorium goes dark. Like, I didn't even know whether to cry for her or laugh at her. Missed an epic moment. See, you miss a graduation, no biggie. But you miss a God moment, that's a big deal. You miss a God encounter, that's a big deal. My prayer is that every single time we gather together, whether online or in person, because we're still doing church, is that you would encounter God and that you would feel His presence. Whatever you're feeling empty about, that you begin to feel God's supernatural power impact your life and for the power of God to give you boldness and for the power of God to give you tenacity as you increase your capacity. Can I get an amen? But if we miss the God moment, if we miss the God encounter, we could miss something that could change us forever. When your story meets God's story, that's where miraculous encounters happen. This man in this story almost, he almost misses miraculous moment with God. The defining moment of his life, the very thing that he was desperate for, he almost lost it. How's your attitude today? Let me break it down real fast. Why do we miss our divine encounters? Number one, we miss it because it doesn't match our expectation. 
we miss the miracle because it doesn't align with our imagination because it doesn't look like what we expected it to look like. Maybe you're imagining and expecting something, but God has something completely out of your league. Have you ever thought about that? Sometimes we turn down job offers because it doesn't fit our salary expectation. And from first-hand experience, I can tell you, there are people who've taken jobs that were lower than their salary expectation and lower than their education and lower than their experience, skills that they have, but they took it because God was in it. God said to take it. And as you are obedient, even though the miracle doesn't look like what you wanted it to look like, all God is looking for is your quick faith. And when you say yes to God, And take a step of faith. You're unstoppable. Then God says, now I will go do some supernatural things for you. And I'll shift some things around for you. And I know you don't like working for Nancy because she'd be thirsty. But as you stay faithful, my favor is on you. And as you remain patient... I'm going to prepare you for promotions that you don't qualify for. And I'm going to give it to you anyways because you are my child. And I will supernaturally help you so that you will excel at everything that I put you to. You will excel at that role. All because you stayed in tune with me even when the job description didn't match your expectation. All the doors I'm opening for you because you chose to step into it by trusting me. This is what the Lord is saying to you. Even when it didn't look like the way you expected it. Can I get all up in your business just for a sec? Some of you, God's trying to prepare you for marriage. God's trying to prepare that man, that woman for you. And you're like, oh, that's not my, he's not my type. She's not my type. That's not what I'm looking for. And you're still looking And mingling for something out there in the world. And getting your heart broken over and over again. And God is saying, that person, that thing you're looking for is not the miracle. If you want it so bad, go for it. But that'll destroy you. But what I've got for you is out of your league. But you gotta be patient. As I need you just just a little bit longer. Just be patient for just a little bit longer as I develop that person for you. You better let God develop that partner for you prior to your marriage instead of you pulling your hair after marriage. Unless you like drama and hair pulling in the house every day. Let me tell you something else. My wife, when she was single, she and her family were convinced that she would never marry a Jaffna Tamil boy. Yeah. Little did she know that I was the miracle husband she's been praying for. She just didn't expect the greatest blessing of her life to come to her made in Sri Lanka. Don't dismiss God's blessing because it don't look like the way you expected it. Put that in the chat. Don't miss your miracle because it looks different. Sometimes people call us up and be like, Pastor, my wife is crazy. I'm like, bro, did you meet you? Pastor, our marriage is falling apart. What do I do? What do we do? We'll tell them, hey, get committed to church. We haven't seen you in church. Or just get planted in church. They're like, no, pastor, that's too easy. We're going to go do this and that and try to fix our problem according to the world's customs and, and cultures. And this is what Oprah is saying. 
Sometimes we delay and miss the miracle as we try to be the Lord of our lives instead of letting Jesus be the Lord of our lives. It's amazing what will happen if you just plug into church and start serving meaningfully. The miracle may not look like what you imagined it to be or what you want it to look like, but that's where divine encounters are found in the unexpected, sudden move of God. Don't feel bad because even the supposed religious elite back in the day, they, they even missed to recognize Jesus when he came to the earth because he didn't look like what they expected him to look like. They expected Jesus to ride in triumphantly and take territory, but they didn't realize Jesus didn't come to take. He came to give his life. He didn't come to dominate over, but he came to serve. You know why Jesus is amazing? Because he turned the world's values upside down. He He's the only king who will wash his servants' feet. Mind-blowing. As Jesus' followers, we are called not to judge and condemn people, but to love and serve people. The higher we want to go, the lower we need to go. But the people missed him. Because the miracle didn't look like what they expected. Are you missing out on your miracle because it don't look like the way you expected it? Naaman, he's secretly suffering with this vicious, deadly disease. He now has the opportunity to be healed, but he leaves furious because the encounter didn't look like what he expected it to be. Verse 11, but Naaman went away angry and said, I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord, his God, wave his hand over the spot and cure me of my leprosy. So Naaman was expecting Elisha to do some wushu, kung fu, some hokey pokey, pastor, for me to get my healing, shouldn't you lay hands on me and pray? Maybe. Sometimes Jesus laid hands. Sometimes Jesus just spoke a word. Sometimes you just need your pastor to pray for you. Or you might just need your connect group leader to pray for you. Oh, what's that? You don't have a connect group? You don't go to a connect group? Oh, then get your team leader to pray for you. Oh, you're not committed to church? You're not in a team? You're not in the dream team? Why is that? Oh, you Zoom fatigued. Oh, Well, maybe you should get over your expectation and limitation and get over yourself and get plugged into meaningful community and start serving. That's why you feel so disconnected and disoriented. Remember, we are building God's kingdom. It's hard to build God's kingdom when we're not connected consistently and you feel left out. Sometimes God wants you to speak in faith and pray over yourself. See, the miracle can take place in different methods. The point is to open our spiritual eyes and ask God, Lord, what is it that you're doing? What is what is it that you want me to do? Right now, God, what is it that you want me to do? In my life today, God, what is it that you want me to do? Listen, don't let unmet expectations keep you from what God has divinely orchestrated for you for such a time as this. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways declares the Lord, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God's ways are superior, even when it doesn't make sense. There's power when you listen to the still, small voice of God and take obedient steps of faith. Just don't miss your divine miracle. Just don't miss your divine encounter because it don't look like the way you expected it. 
I believe this month, I believe this year is going to be a time of miracles, a time of increase. Get ready for what God is getting ready to do in and through your life. Why do we miss our divine encounters? Number two, because of pride. When God wants to move in our lives, it always challenges our pride. We need to have humbleness. Naaman said in verse 11, I thought that he would surely come out to me. We got to put it into perspective. In this time in history, Naaman was probably one of the 10 most influential people in the world. So he comes with like 500 of his men, chariots, animals. He's coming with like souped up elephants and all fancy things to the prophet Elisha's house. You know, think about Aladdin, 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 the movie coming into the city to show his love for the princess. Remember the song? Prince Ali, fabulous he, Ali Ababa. This is the way Naaman is coming to meet Elijah. Things I do for you guys. He's got everything going on and he expects the prophet to be like so impressed and starstruck that the prophet would come out and be like, Whoa, Naaman is here. I can't believe it. And Naaman would be like, Yeah, I have arrived. He's got itchy problem, right? So like, prophet Elisha didn't even come out to greet him. Naaman probably got irritated in more than one ways with that serious tone he would have said yo dj direct cut the beat pow, pow, the sirens name and psychic his name is maurice he comes in and he's like maurice make an announcement with the megaphone maurice is like <clears throat> presenting the illustrious etc etc mighty warrior Naaman. crickets 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 now Naaman, in the voice of king julian probably said something like um, maurice I don't think he heard us. Introduce me a bit louder this time so the prophet knows I, the great Naaman, has arrived. Maurice goes, <clears throat> Naaman is here. Elisha's servant informs Elisha that Cirque du Soleil is, now, is in town. Elisha is like, bro, chill. I'm watching the new Saved by the Bell reboot. Uh, just go and tell Naaman guy, whoever he is, to go dip in the Jordan River seven times. Servant is like, are you sure that you, you don't want to come and meet him? Elisha is like, nope, I ain't coming. And I ain't impressed by him. If he has a need, he'll be obedient to do God's instructions. And I don't serve him. I serve Almighty God. Now, shoo! Kelly Kapowski and Zach Morris are talking uh, on TV. So, go. So, the servant goes out and tells Naaman what Elisha told him. And tells them to go dip in the Jordan seven times. Naaman is now furious. He's mad. He's like, bro, does this prophet not know who I be? I'm a big shot. I'm a big shot. I'm Naaman. Tell your prophet to come out here and do some wushu kung fu. And wave his hand and do some hokey pokey. So that I'm healed. Pride keeps us from experiencing the move of God in our lives. Write it down. Naaman is offended because Jordan River is like a creek. It's dirty, it's contaminated, it's polluted. It's almost like as if Elisha is trying to insult him. When you're looking for a miracle in your life, don't be surprised if things get worse before they get better. You know why? Because the enemy will try everything to discourage you. He will try everything to come against you. Check this. Someone watching right now. 
Now you are this close to your breakthrough. You are this close to your prison break. This is the moment the enemy will try to distract you, to take your love away from Jesus and make you miss your divine moment. But our God is stronger, amen? And if you rely on God's supernatural strength and push through just a little bit longer, you're going to get your breakthrough. Right now, I prophesy and release that breaker anointing over you right now. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it. May you have a divine encounter with Jesus today. Say yes, Lord, in the chat right now. This is why when you give your life to Christ and try to get closer to Him in your journey, your life gets intense. Just hold on. Take it as an indication that the enemy knows that you're about to break through. Listen to me. This is not the time to quit. This is the time to press in. This is the time to lean into God. This is how you know the enemy's mad at you. When you start to make moves for God, and things starts to go crazy in your life. That's how you know that you made the enemy nervous. That's when you know the miracle is about to take place in your life. It's just a matter of time. Naaman is not happy. First, the prophet doesn't come out to, uh, in person to greet him. Now the prophet's instruction is for Naaman to go dip in like a place like Lake Ontario. You know, polluted and smelly. James 4, 6 says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. I love this verse. Do you want the favor of God in your life? Favor means that God is pushing for you. He's making ways for you where there were no way. He's opening doors you could not open for yourself. Being prideful not only makes you lose God's favor on your life, but makes God to oppose you. This one thing will cause God to work against your life, work against your goals, work against your relationship, work against your financial goals, your health, your joy, your peace, your hope. And that's because all because of pride. Pride is so dangerous because it's so undetectable even to ourselves. We don't think we have a pride issue. Psh, I'm the most humblest person ever. But to people around us, it is very clear. But they're afraid to tell you because you'll get offended because of your pride. You won't let your pride get an owie. You refuse to listen to them. Here's the bottom line. Pride will keep God's best from your life. Pride will keep you from God moments in your life. Pride will make you miss divine encounters. Pride will make your marriage from being healed. Pride will make your future not flourish, your business not grow. Pride will keep you from having love, joy, peace in your home. It will be chaos when pride rules your life. James 4, 6, the second part, I want to emphasize that. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Check this. Humility is not weakness. Humility is actual strength. God didn't call you to be a doormat and, and let people walk all over you. Don't get it twisted. Let God help you grow in humbleness so that we don't let pride rule our lives. Don't mix up humility with poverty. Those are two different things. You also got to be careful about false humility. Oh, I'm going to walk over to the offering box and put my money and I want everyone to look at me. If you want healing, you got to have humility. If you want breakthrough, you got to walk in humility. 
going back to my college story. So the college course I mentioned about earlier, the reason the office missed adding some of my completed courses was because I took a two-year break in between and I went and did another program in between. Okay, So the reason why I left in the first place this program was because one of the professors irritated the heck out of me and I quit the program altogether because of that one professor. Long story short, I now want to come back and finish this program, right? So I come to the office and to my shock and horror, the very same professor that irritated me to the point of quitting is now the head of department. And I had to go sit down with him humbly, humble myself, talk to him kindly, plead with him to let me back in the program. And within those two years, technology and some of the courses changed. So I had to kind of convince him to let me back into the program while I'm doing that. While I'm doing that, he's eyeing and flirting with the friend that came with me. And on top of that, guess what? I had to take his course again. But eventually everything worked out and we discussed our differences and we moved on. But honestly, there was nothing comfortable about this thing called humility. It was almost humiliating if I was to tell you straight up. But I suffered that because I was determined to graduate. When you are determined to get your breakthrough, you will go through uncomfortable situations. If you want it real bad, then you will do it. If I didn't humble myself and take these steps, I would have missed out on my biggest career opportunities that later showed up in some of those classes. It, it changed the trajectory of my life. How desperate are you? How determined are you to have a divine encounter with God? How, how passionate are you for the things of God? How desperate are you for God to heal your heart, to heal your family, to bring breakthrough in your life? How bad do you want God to transform your life so that He can set you up for the greater things He has for you? To, to, for you to step into a fresh season, into a fresh start. Humility brings healing. Humility brings closure. Humility brings graduation. You're fighting with someone? Why not humble yourself and try to talk it out? But it requires us to let go of our pride. Doesn't matter who's right or wrong. Let's work it out. Listen, the scary part is we got to realize that if I don't learn to lay down my pride, I may not be able to experience God's daily encounters with me. I might miss out on what the fullness of God that He has for me, opportunities that He has for me. Blessings will slip through my fingers if I resist God, if I stay prideful. Are you still dealing with things from your past? Old hurts, rejections, abandonment issues secret issues. But today, if you would let go of your pride and let God, I decree and declare that every chain in your life be broken right now in Jesus name. Come on now, declare it over yourself. I declare that you are healed in Jesus name, that you have a blessed future in Jesus name, that the enemy cannot steal from you anymore in Jesus name. As you give to God what is due to God, receive it right now in faith in Jesus name. Put it in the chat. Amen. As we land this plane, my last point, why do we miss our divine encounters? Point number three, our excuses are unchallenged. Naaman is mad. He is leaving, but his assistant is like, no way, we ain't leaving. Verse 13, Naaman's servants went to him and said, my father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, you would have done it, right? How much more then when he just tells you to go wash and be cleansed? Naaman 
probably hesitated and got mad because he thought it was too easy. It's too simple. So he was reluctant at first until his assistant challenged him. The message of salvation may seem too simple. Gospel may seem too simple. Salvation is straightforward. Repent and confess that Jesus is Lord and you shall be saved. It's not complicated, but we people make it complicated. God is not expecting you to pay for your sins. He's already done it. It's already paid in full. So stop torturing yourself because God loves you unconditionally. He's already done it. You just have to simply accept Him. And He wants to make it easy so that you can have a relationship with Him. It's simple. Daily encounters with Him. It's simple. It's not complicated. So simple that even a child can do it. In fact, God wants you to come to Him with a childlike faith. Don't miss your miraculous moment, your miraculous encounter with Jesus. Run to Jesus today. Repent today. Confess your sins to Him today. He wants to do a miracle in your life today. Maybe you're struggling with things for years and you feel like you can never overcome it. I've come to tell you today that there's power in obedience to Jesus. There's power in trusting in Jesus and taking steps of faith in Jesus. You need to get serious about God. And you you got to get serious about getting rooted and planted and serving in a church. Online church is all we got right now. So get involved somehow. There's healing. There's breakthrough in the waters of obedience. You can't do this life on your own. Invite Jesus into your heart today. If you walked away far from Jesus, come back home today. I want to pray for you. But before that, I want you to give permission for Jesus to come into your heart. So that means repeat after me. In the chat, you will see a button pop up that says raise a hand. Click that. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I've sinned. I've messed up. But today, God, I repent. I confess my sins to you, God. I believe you are God. That you died for my transgressions. Cleanse me by your blood. Purify me. Set me free. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. My life is no longer my own, but I give it to you. Lord Jesus, come and be my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Now I want to pray for those who want a divine encounter and divine miracles to take place in their lives. So open your hands right now. Lord, I pray that a breakthrough spirit, that breaker anointing comes and rests on your children today. That they will see your hand move in a mighty way. Lord, I pray that your anointing would come on every person right now in Jesus' name. Everyone saying yes to you, Lord. I pray that they will have a radical encounter with you today. That they would have miraculous moments with you, God. That they won't stop your hand from moving in their lives. But they will surrender. They will let go of their pride. And they will let go of all the other distractions and just look to you. Father, use them. Change their world, Father God. Release your power into their lives. Heal them. Deliver them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Wow, I'm just mind blown by that message, the word of God in this whole series. Thank you, Pastor D, and praise God. 
Well, everybody, it was a pleasure. It was a privilege. It was a blessing being your host this week. We would love for you to join our Zoom after party. The link is in the chat, so join us. We would love to meet you and hear from you. If you have any questions, our team is there, and we would be more than happy to answer them. If you have any spiritual giftings or passions, we would love for you to utilize them in a meaningful way. So come check us out. Until next time, it's Michelle signing out. Peace and God bless.